Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. I'm Jesse. Please enjoy our latest episode. Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. Yay! Enthusiasm! (laughs) Feigned enthusiasm. I am your host and game master, Nate Borges, and tonight I am drinking a Jack's Abbey Banner City Light Lager with the Boston Celtics logo on it, and I'm showing it to the camera that all the listeners can't see. (laughs) Yep, that's the that is a very weird Celtics logo. Confirmed. Okay. Karen, what are you having? I have a All Cats Are Gray in the Dark, which is a white stout um, from Fat Orange Cat Brewing. And I'm not usually the biggest fan of cats, but I really like this cat. It's delicious. Fantastic. Steve, with your perplex- perplexed look. Did you say cat? You're drinking a cat? <laughs> yeah, I'm I drinking think... a white stout, but there's a kitty on the label. I think Nate okay. had this one last time. <laughs> okay. He did. He did. Like, I don't like it's cats, delicious. but this is a delicious cat. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's my it's my substitute for my Stony Creek Stony Joe, which okay. I'm hoping that in the next couple days I'm going to be able to go and get some of because it doesn't, uh, isn't sold in Rhode Island and that bothers me. It used to be sold in Rhode Island and then they've stopped. Hmm. I am getting over a cold, so I've decided to go light, and I'm drinking a 2023 Mucinex Fast Max. Uh, good year. It's good. Yeah, excellent year. Excellent. <laughs> you really should pour it into a glass because you got to let it breathe. Oh, God, that shit's awful, which is why I'm chasing it down with gin. <laughs> Just straight up gin? No, there's a little tonic in there, but um, I definitely got my ratios off, so. Steve, gin. I implore you to read the back of Mucinex. You're not supposed to mix it with alcohol. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for that fun fact, Jesse, because I was about to tell him to dump <laughs> it like a gin. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of, Jesse, what about yourself? Uh, I am drinking a beer I solely bought because the can looked cool, so I'll show it after I read it. They lost their innocence, then their souls, the young lovers, West Coast India Pale Ale. And it's a pretty spectacular can. Oh, I like it. It's got some like Evil Evil Dead vibes. I was going to say, it's got a very 50s B-movie thing going on. Yeah, so we'll see how it is. Awesome. Jesse, you're right. That is a terrible mixed taste. I'm not going to lie. It's not the taste I think he was concerned about. Yeah. It was your health. I, I yeah, think it made you sicker. The medicine cherry with gin is not a good mix. <laughs> It'll make you uh, nauseous and drunker. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I think Ooh. you're going on a trip. Oh, part of that's fun. So the inspector's part's going to be early this evening. And then he'll be quiet for a while. Okay. <laughs> Rob, what about yourself? <laughs> well, I decided to skip on the cold medicine chaser, but I will be releasing the Kraken tonight because I've had that kind of week. I like it, but oh, yeah. when is the Kraken not released in your house? When he Less drinks in your orchard? More than my tea. liver would prefer. <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism. 
<laughs> I feel like we need an apple kraken, and that would be kind of the best of both worlds. Usually it gets mixed with something, but tonight it's just straight up. <laughs> and mention the glass you're drinking out of that we all enjoy so much. Oh yeah, I decided to break out my Star Trek glasses, because I am that kind of nerd. <laughs> they are very spiffy. Original oh, series, too. Oh yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could not find any that were Next Generation themed. Or even better, DS9 themed. Fight Nerd! Me. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Segwaying into nerds. Josh, what are you drinking? Hi there. I am back into the uh, Night Shift Whirlpool. Um, it's the last one of these I have, and now I need to go to the packing. Good God. <laughs> Fair enough. I just you realized that. you said Aki and not Packy. Banky. I thought you said Banky, and I was like, all right, yeah, no, fair, okay. <laughs> but First one, then the other. Packy for the non-local listeners. Yes. Oh, right. The Packy is the liquor store for you non-Rhode Island people. Packy being short for package store. Yes. T- just to be clear, this is a very specific New England thing, not any al- possible alternate meanings of that word. <laughs> you can Google it and it'll still make very little sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, careful Googling package story. Keep that safe search on. <laughs> so we were in the forest, right? <laughs> Actually, our party finds themselves in the city of Magdamar still after a week long events of Marigold finding a lost, abandoned wolf. Puppy. (laughs) Janosch taking his turns in the fighting pits and barely coming out. And Gotara going on a very interesting first date. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We now find ourselves at the... Dawn of day five. What are you all doing? Checking in with the inspector first, and then Marigold is going to just hang around until we have a chance to go check on the flowers. As you walk in, you see him doing a, and putting away a snuff box. Oh, it is uh, good to see you. Just uh, Is he ready. drinking Mucinex too? <laughs> <laughs> It's actually powdered antihistamine. Uh, it helps me concentrate. I can quit whenever I want. Uh, Janos, sure. uh, you'll see Janos come down for breakfast and he's just shaved the rest of his head off. Uh, his hair off, <laughs> I should say. Uh, uh, since so- he, <laughs> that. Since he, lost pe- <laughs> he lost pieces of it in the fighting pit and at this point he's just might as well go for it. So. That suddenly looks like Max Haas from Wolfenstein. Uh, Probably a bit more serial killery. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I'll come down to breakfast, too. The the inspector will come down and to breakfast and you'll be like, I finished. But but what about the decoding? Yeah, I don't need to know those habits, man. (laughs) No, no, I finished the decoding. It is uh, it, it is done. What does it say? What does it say? Sit down and we'll get you some breakfast. The pages are all stuck together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you didn't eat everything with syrup, it wouldn't be so stuck. Uh, Stop eating fluffer nutters. You're getting (laughs) fluff between the pages. Why is it colored in this strange way? I like to snack when I am decoding. Is that a sin? 
<laughs> a little nosh, a little pastrami. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh no, I, I got grease on this page. It's completely in, unusable. We're doomed. Maybe use whiteboards next time. <laughs> I don't think that technology exists. I was gonna say we have magic, but I don't think we have whiteboards yet. <laughs> I know that's so bizarre. I do love whiteboards; they are remarkable. Mm, oh. We're gonna erase that joke. Anyway, <laughs> I, I summon for some breakfast uh, as he sits down, because I imagine he's he's pretty hungry. Uh, we haven't seen him much in the last Pistols. few days. It's still slightly high. <laughs> that is fair. So as you all sit down to have your breakfast at this yeah, kind of a low, out of the way, not not five star hotel you're staying in. You can say it shithole. No, it's not a shithole. It's like two steps above shithole. <laughs> so Dungeon? a motel eight? That's like a motel nine. You're a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Right. like. La Quinta in. Ooh. I should also say too that Neela is with Marigold and she's given her a bath and so she has these like beautiful uh, white stripes within like a black kind of background so she, her eyes are um, have like a white circle around them. She has like that white chest. Just like a beautiful like husky-esque look to her. You know, she has like yellow eyes but definitely has beautiful like markings and you know although she's still emaciated and you know um she's at least not covered in blood and dirt anymore i'm excited to see that token i'm excited to find a new token because that's not the one i prepped (laughs) (laughs) you just had one of the dead dogs from uh book one (laughs) if he brings out a dead dog i am leaving the show right now That was not at all the way you described the wolf to me, so I have to find a new token. <laughs> the breed has changed. I love you. I just, it's kind of inspirational. I will help you find the new token. Put a chihuahua. I think Gotar, like, keeps slapping Rumble's hand away from the dog. No, no, not. You lost a finger the last time. But <laughs> fluffy. So as the inspector goes over with what he found, so I already told you guys previously about how... Uh, Ironbriar had been fallen under the influence of this person that has used his cult for different means and all these things. And so I won't go over that whole thing again because I don't want to. Let's go with that. (laughs) The new information you have is that more recently, Ironbriar, still infatuated with this person, has learned that this person is staying in the Shadow Tower. Or sorry. Sounds friendly. The Shadow Clock Tower that is in the Underbridge section of town. Even better. And that this person's name is Zanisha. Mm. Can you put that in the chat? <laughs> in what uh, part of town is it? On that, uh, on that tower the, there. The Under. The Underbridge. Oh, uh, I was close. I added another E. And that's in the Under... What, sir? Uh, the Underbridge. Underbridge. Underhill. <laughs> Near the underminer. Alright, that'll be a 32 knowledge local. On that particular structure? Yep, on that structure and all that good stuff to go with it. Okay. So, the Shadow Clock is kind of a minor marvel of engineering. 
the locals kind of expected to collapse any day and several underbridge taverns have long-standing betting pools on when it will fall and which structures around it it will take out. The tower itself is made of mostly limestone with a tangled skeleton of wooden supports buttressed here and there by iron bands. Uh, the stone walls have been etched and eroded away by wind, rain, and just all sorts of grime and time. The pitted surface seems for an easy climb, and but many of the stones are loose and unsupported, making climbing it very difficult, though the inspector knows from reports people have tried and failed. You would also know that the inside is no safer. It is known locally as the Terrible Stairs, because this building was once used as a barracks for the city. It has long been since abandoned and is under severe disrepair. So it is a large, about 200 foot tall tower that has a winding staircase going up the inside made of wood that is slowly rotting away. So who wants to take bets that we're going to bring it down today? As Gotara thinks about all the code violations, she wistfully thinks of Alfonso for a moment. <laughs> um, Maniri, or Maniri, oh well. Okay, here we go. Let's try that one again. Good, good first start. <laughs> right, this is great. Marigold says that she had looked through, I've looked through Maniri's old journals and notebooks, and Yanisha is mentioned in her notebooks as the mistress of the seven. Hmm. in the um, Sahedrin ritual that was done by the gentleman that we killed in that house. So This isn't the first time we've heard this name. So here's a million dollar question then. What, what exactly do we think that Yanisha is? I assume it connected to this somehow. Uh, beyond that, we do not have much information, clearly. It's just a name. T tell me, um, Inspector, are you able to just walk into this place, or would we need, like, a key, or would we be breaking in? How would we even begin to do this? Well, um, based on God shaking his head no, <laughs> I would say no. Just the big giant head looming over us? <laughs> it is probably locked. <laughs> yeah, uh, according to the chat, it is locked tight. Um... So, no, we would, uh, I mean, we could either pick the lock or some locals have attempted to climb, though it has not always ended well, those who climb. Let's just say it is a 200-foot tower and not very well maintained, and 200 feet is a long drop. Given some recent information that I've come across, I'm not terribly keen to attempt heights with a lot of you, no offense, but from what I've gathered, that doesn't exactly have a great track record, so... Yes, I am not, uh, what you'd call the most athletic. No. No, uh, no, it's true. I, hmm. I know I hide it well, but, uh, I do not feel confident in my abilities here, so... I could probably take a crack at it. ways to get in. <laughs> We could always knock. And how hard would you be knocking there? Well, with the addition of rumbles, I think pretty hard. Again, uh, this is not uh, what I'd call a stable structure. Or, um, fail or not, and just go with me here, I could make a door. 
We could, but, um... You've literally watched me do that recently. Yes. I was thinking of that. My only concern is, again, it is not a stable structure. Well, all you really would be doing then is you'd be shaping the stone into an arch, which would support most of the remaining structure pretty easily. I think I'm a little confused. Don't we want to kill this person? Who cares if it falls? Well, if we're in it when it falls, then that might be a slight impediment to things like breathing. What if we just make it fall from the outside? I I enjoy that you are thinking outside of the box. So that is very good. But um, we need evidence. We did uh, kill the the justice and. Uh, we need to prove our innocence. Also, we, we didn't know if knocking the tower over would maybe just make them mod. Also, there are other buildings nearby, and we don't necessarily want to be collapsing it on other people. Th- this would you also know. be a fair point. We should probably we just work on the ground? name of murder. It is not good to cause. We should probably scout it out then while we're waiting for flowers. Also, you know, we, we have a habit of fighting things that tend to wind up going underground, so collapsing the thing might just collapse it on top of the entrance to where we actually want to be, and that'll be a whole different problem. These are all good points. Is it possible to go underground? Not dig a hole underground, <laughs> but, like, like, use sewer. the sewer system and go up from underground? Just have the inspector pick and say, start digging. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about like building a tunnel. I'm just like with spoons. I'm talking about the split. Is there, you know, a possible tunnel underneath? Just so you guys know, uh, I just posted a picture of this tower in the Slack chat. Ah, jeez. Ah! (laughs) There's a wolf. (laughs) Sorry. Would this be in general or? Is it It giant clock? There are plenty of holes in there we could just get in. (laughs) It's in the room. 250 feet tall at its uh, peak. Yeah, I don't think getting in is going to be. It looks like there's a hole like 10 feet off the ground right there. Yeah. Right at the bottom left. I was going to say, it looks like. We don't want people to know that we're going in there. I think we need to scout it before we make any other speculations. Good call. Also, we go in like at night, and I didn't think that would be an issue. Make, make sure Janos says tries to be really smart and says make sure we don't go near the top of the hour otherwise it could ding and alert people to our presence trying, you're trying really hard to sound smart good, good job Lod, buddy excellent point Lod very good point Rumbles what do you think Janos feels very smart Can I, like, gently tap him on the head to reset him because he's clearly skipping? (laughs) G-g-g-g-glitch! Why don't we... Should we split the party and have some of us go to scout things out? And when do we... Wait, hold, sorry. Let's go back. I have forgotten. When do the flowers appear? Afternoon. A like little after five o'clock when he gets out off of work. Oh, okay, so we can all go together and scout it out during the day. I think we have enough time. Okay, let's go I, I on a fun excursion. So, um, before we leave, Inspector, this area that we're going into, um, the underbridge, was it? How dangerous an area are we talking here? That is a very good question. Hey. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't know if you were going to make up something. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of the more dangerous neighborhoods in I the think. city. So this would be an armor and weapons occasion is what I'm hearing. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, we, uh, I think we would be fine. We have two very Seedy taverns, and- poorly run brothels, and rat-infested gambling dens overflow in this area. Don't bring your good clothes. <laughs> Don't touch anything and wash your hands afterwards. Don't wash my hands. Got it. Let's go. <laughs> People tend to refer to cleaning up the bridge trash as cleaning up the area of uh, unwanted citizens. Cool. So is it heavily patrolled by like the guards or is it just kind of like left alone? There is some, but there's not a lot. Okay. So we're, we're talking like abandoned ghetto, not quite stop and frisk everywhere. Got it. For lack of a better, yeah. <laughs> I'd say we head out right after breakfast then. So, yeah, I did have a question. To Karen's uh, question, would there be like a sewer tunnel that runs underneath it, or do we not really have a way of knowing? <sighs> I'm going to save you a check of rolling engineering because this is underneath that giant bridge. That's why it's literally called Underbridge. So, you are practically at sea level. So, there's not really an underground to it. Okay. We're taking so the what Caesar you're saying is we can sewer system from the bridge, <laughs> which has just been retiled. So terrorists, careful with those weapons. Could we do an airdrop <laughs> on a related note? Stop. We can't do an airdrop under a bridge. It's what not sitting like the under bridge? the side of the bridge. It's like under the bridge. This is a massive bridge in the city. This just you turns into a Take your legs a bit and you swing. Maybe the air can't blow what it can't see. Anyway. Can I, um, any chance I could pick up my hammer before we go do this? If you would like to, as long as your party doesn't, like, just leave you and go, we're going out, bye. Bye. Maniri would like to suggest that we all go to, like, a secondhand shop and get some Unfortunately, she's dead, so. Oh my god, Marigold. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I'm never going to be able to get Maniri can suggest stuff. a lot of things. Yeah. Maniri would have wonderful ideas on how to blend in. I hear she's Ouija, a master of that. As the Ouija board on the table starts to move. <laughs> Marigold says, I think that we need to be cautious as we are um, attempting to clear our names of something we did nothing wrong. Only defending ourselves and trying to defend the city. But we do need to be cautious of the guard and I do believe that heavily armored people such as myself would stand out like a sore thumb based on the way that the inspector speaks. So perhaps we can stop at a store and buy some less than brand new clothing or a cloak to kind of cover what we happen to be carrying. Uh, I already have a cloak, so I think I'm good. I, I, I follow what you're saying. I mean, a little bit a ratty old cloak, maybe a little bit potched. I hate Correct. You. I have, I mean, my cloak is, you know, sun, you know, bursting and whatnot. <laughs> so she's going to need a cloak that's a little, a little less conspicuous. A little less holographic. Yeah. Correct. A little yeah. less so. She's going to have all of her armor. She's going to put her armor on and everything else, but she is going to want to stop real quick and get a sort of secondhand cloak. Mine's well, just on. black as far as I know, so I think it's, it's fine. 
has Rumble's been drawing on it. Uh, not that, not to my no. knowledge. Maybe on the inside. Pretty pictures <laughs> of dogs. <laughs> Wait, um, no, Rumble's just does that on the walls. Uh. The inspector took the hat of disguise. But yes, there was like did. a mask or something too, right? There was a second disguise item. There is. There is a mask that allows you to assume the form of someone. Wasn't that the skin saw mask? Yeah. So Karen can, or, you know, uh, Marigold can put that on and then just pick a random bum. Would pick the paladin put on the skin saw mask? Stop it, that's so mean. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm sorry. Would the paladin put on the skin saw mask? Yeah, I just was thinking about that. I might... I, I don't know that I would wear the skin saw mask, but I would wear the hat of disguise. Because right? uh, I've grown very fond of this hat. Actually, I'm sorry. You have two different masks. You have skin saw mask, and then you also have the reaper's mask. The reaper's mask is the one that you're thinking about. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's more, I guess, a little closer to what she would wear. Where did we get the reaper's mask from? I'm sorry. Does anybody remember? We got that from um, Justice, right? Yeah, he was wearing that one. For the good of the party, um, Miniri would... Oh my god! Gold <laughs> would do it. See, this is why I should never have like put the names like close together. Yeah, you gotta... gotta These couple weeks off have really messed me up. Although... I'm anyway. sorry. I'm sorry. I, there's one other mask, so I was wrong on this. They're, they're all so similar, and they say they function like this other one. So... The skin saw masks are what were on all the cult members in the sawmill. The reaper's mask is what the Ironbriar was wearing. And what uh, Foxglove was wearing is the stalker's mask. That's the one that lets you change into disguise stuff. Okay, um, if I just one question, though. So who do we think is going to stand out more here? The paladin or the seven foot tall blue man? Rumbles isn't blue, he's olive-toned. I thought you described him as blue initially. No. No, he's part genie, <laughs> which I think is where you're getting that confusion. He's not the genie, he's part genie. No, he's definitely olive-toned. Yeah. <laughs> he has also bright violet eyes, but that's about it. Hmm. The Stalker's Mask, yes. While it allows you as a full round action to take on the appearance of any creature that you can see. Uh, the mask itself is preserved sections harvested from several human faces stitched <laughs> over a mask. Never mind. Ever Try seen again. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> Sounds like a completely legitimate and fun to wear mask. That doesn't smell at all. <laughs> nope, I'm just literally, honestly, Marigold would go, Marigold would say, I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> if somebody else would like to wear that, you're more than welcome. I cannot do that. I will go out and buy a secondhand cloak. If I cannot find a secondhand cloak on the way to Underbridge, I will literally stop and find any person on the side of the road and will give them money <laughs> to take their cloak and I will deal with the fleas I've dealt with worse it is gonna be fine you could just put some human flesh on your face and save yourself the fleas it's uh Janos at this point just suggests maybe we should just 
go, and maybe in shifts, so we don't all five of us go in a group to look at a clock. That's also a good idea. Aye, th- th- there's an idea. So, I'll just go if someone shows me the way, if we want to go in twos. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't it's know the way, so maybe the inspector should go with um, Janos and Gotara and Min- uh, Marigold can kind of go along, I mean, and Rumbles can pick a group. We can go in groups of three and two. Okay. Okay. So Because I don't know where I'm going, do you? I figure we'll just follow them. Do we have, like, a map, or can we give, like, a general direction? You don't have a map of the city. The inspector can try to tell you where it is, but this is still a fairly large city. It is a little bit easier to find because you're trying to get underneath the giant bridge in the city that can almost be seen from everywhere. You want to go under the bridge, and then you'll go to the giant clock tower. Which is really hard to miss. Oh, you say clock tower. I was thinking of something completely different. Well, it does kind of look like that, but uh, if you go around to the front, there is, in fact, a face of a clock there. No, no, lad, that, that was the building inside the rusty clam. We talked about this. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Insert Back to the Future reference slash joke here. Moving on. <laughs> Cool. So, struck by lightning 30 years ago, which is really impressive because it is underneath a bridge. <laughs> a stone bridge. <laughs> so, is anyone wearing any of the masks? I'm wearing my hat of disguise. I don't think anyone is wearing the creepy skin mask. No, no I just meant the other masks as well. Do they and also unless, give disguise bonuses? No. Unless is the inspector it? thinks it's necessary for me, I, I'm not going to bother. I don't think any of us would put on the creepy cult mask. Just gonna put that right out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a bad part of town, but I mean for the most part, I mean you, you know, Rob, Josh, Jesse, your your characters more or less look more well traveled, so it wouldn't be completely out of you know gleaming uh, shiny person. <laughs> Armor is a different thing, and. You know, the the one thing I don't want is to run across a guard that recognizes me. So, you know, I don't know. I don't want a guard to recognize her shield. Bump into, you know, Higgins that she you worked with ten years ago, who you know pissed off his boss, and now he's stuck under the bridge. I mean, I have a worn traveler's cloak. It's the one I use every day. Exactly. So most of us aren't going to look out of place. Yeah, so Marigold's just going to buy a cloak quickly as we go by. Yeah. Paladin stick Just out. tell me how much that costs. Uh, like deduct a, a couple gold. Yeah, like it, they, they can be upwards of a, up to five gold, depending on how nice you're getting. So No, not nice. As <laughs> the worst. The Three worst copper. of the worst of the... <laughs> 20 <laughs> silver. Perfect. Ugh, change. <laughs> So, and we're going to stay back from the front group, but I think Gotara and I would want to have eyes sort of in the direct, you know, like as you're following in traffic sort of situation. Oh, we're going to get caught for sure. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Why are you spying on these two? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, is Rumbles going with the front group or the back group? He was going with you. Yeah, Rumbles is going to go with the puppy. Oh, okay. 
But you can probably spot Janos, especially now that he's bald, so... <laughs> he's still pretty short. Anyway, so can we... Front group, can we just detour so I can pick up that hammer just in case? I'm down. Sure. <laughs> can pick up your hammer, pick up the cloak, and then go. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Okay. So you guys are leaving, like, right after breakfast here? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nope, just trying to make note of the time. Uh, since I keep forgetting to do this, uh, Josh, can you roll a d100 for me for today's weather? Uh, hang on a sec. I can actually get a d100. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, um, while we were eating breakfast, people may have noticed uh, the inspector, like, picked up the pepper and was, like, just shaking it into a little box. <laughs> shaking a bunch of pepper. <laughs> and, like, put it down. <laughs> I've learned better to ask questions about that man's eating and drinking habits. Okay. God bless your sinuses, lad. 83. 83, okay. 83 is a light rainy day and a little cold. So for this time of year, I'd say it's probably around like 45 to 48 degrees with a light rain. So we would have our cloaks up anyway, so... Should be a lot harder to notice us. Thankfully, we're under a bridge, so we can't get wet anyway. <laughs> this D100's like a maraca. <laughs> oh god, that thing! Ooh, what is inside there? I don't Mini. know. It's like a oh. it's like a golf ball. Oh, nice! But yeah, Steve got this for me when it, in a uh, set of like weird dice. Like there's like a one D seven. Yeah, there actually there is a D seven in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a D3. Oh, and a bunch of my spin downs, and now I'm thinking of Darren. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Darren and his spin downs. Oh god. Okay. So as you travel across the city going towards this under the bridge area, you see Good the song. grimy blackened Goliath that is the Irespan Bridge. The lesser works of men huddle like weeds at the foot of the great trees that have been ruined, bridging, stoning support around here. Like, this this bridge is massive. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know how to impart on you the size of this bridge where, like, normal buildings and trees around just pale in comparison. As I mentioned before, there are a bunch of seedy taverns and brothels and gambling dens around here and cheap flop houses. Whereas this is definitely Magnamar's most dangerous district, the inspector knows that there's not a lot of patrols around here from the guards. And there's been a lot of rumors that it's for a couple reasons. One, the guards don't really feel like dealing with the riffraff and trash down here. And two, that this is actually where the city makes a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So nice they don't really want to disrupt its ongoings. Almost as if the city gets a cut from the mob. No. Probably fish people. Definitely fish people. Unsurprisingly, there's tons of bullies and slumlords in this area, and they build their success on the most desperate folk that live down here that have no voice at all in the, uh, the pennant. The, uh, I don't know, not like a... In the democracy that is the city. I forgot what the council's actually called, because there's the the Varesian council, but that's a different thing. Although this is submerged, rubble, and jagged near the ocean side, a few docks do line the trash-strewn underbridge shore and streets. 
serving as an entry point for all manner of contraband into the city. A vast majority of Magnamar's smuggling operations also take place here as a result of this. Despite regular raids and restrictions imposed on the city guard, these are almost everyday occurrences between the raids and stuff coming in and out of illicit origin. The people of this area have traditionally displayed not only a uncanny knack for one-upping the law, but also banding together to protect one another and not ratting anyone out for hatred of the city itself and for fear of reprisal. So you all being outsiders to Underbridge, as much as you try to stay unnoticed, people do notice you coming in, whether they say something or not it is unsure. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Pretty much. Marigold has a really hard time with all of this. I'm keeping a hand on my purse while we're doing this. Just putting that out there. Yes, and it's my purse. I don't know you. Your money. <laughs> so, I feel like Rumble shouts that at some point. <laughs> Just apropos of nothing. I'm going to start calling him Bobby. Coming up to this building, near one of the supports to this large bridge, stands a decrepit and sagging clock tower, a dying structure of weathered stone, wood, and rusted metal that teeters to an unlikely height of over 250 feet. The tower's clock face is frozen at 3 o'clock, although a statue of a nameless angel perches at its highest point, with the wings starting to crumble, and leaning ever so slightly, almost as if it was preparing to make a final leap off of the decaying and dying perch it rests. It's... A interesting building, nonetheless. It is a official monument of the city, but unlike the other monuments, there is no plaque here. There is no celebration. There is no upkeep by the city. As I said, the inspector does recall that this was used as a barracks and a storehouse for the city for many years, but was long since abandoned. The tower is mostly limestone, and like I said, it's got supports sticking out everywhere of wood and metal of them trying to repair it over the years to no avail. It looks like it could fall at any moment and as you walk up to the tower, you can see a group of three kids and they're kind of or they're kind of sitting around playing in front of the tower. And you can kind of well, make me a perception check. Gladly. I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> 27. 27, good. 12. I'll be... Actually, you beat me. That is a 24. Holy Ooh. crap. <laughs> I rolled a 1. <laughs> yeah, and I rolled a 17. Exactly what I rolled. <laughs> Maybe it's because Gotar is closer to the ground and can hear the children's voices. <laughs> As you get a little closer, you can kind of hear the kids saying to each other, the first boy... I'm not going in there. I don't care if you dared me. I don't want the scarecrow to get me. And the second boy says, Don't be such a baby. There isn't such a thing as a scarecrow. Everyone knows that. You hear the third child, little girl, say, Oh yeah? Well, then you go in there, Jasper. And the first boy says, Well, maybe I will. And he kind of looks at his friends and takes another step forward. And another. And another until he's about two feet away from the door. And as he reaches his hand out to the door, 
his two friends in the background start singing. Mumble, mumble, scarecrow, alone in the maze. Sleeping in the daytime, a stitched man he stays. But when the moon she rises, Mumble is obsessed. He shakes his hands at first and moves his feet the next. And when the dog is snoring and when you're fast asleep, Mumble, mumble, scarecrow, your soul he will reap. And after hearing this song, the boy that was reaching for the door hears a faint clatter come from inside the clock. And he just yells, THE SCARECROW! Ah! And he runs away with the two others chasing him and screaming, be like, WHERE ARE YOU GOING? GET BACK HERE! Jasper, you coward! Get back here! (laughs) (laughs) Headphone warning! Get your ass in there! Be a man! He comes Head back and you the Frenchman called a coward. Ow. <laughs> that did hurt all of us with the headphones. That wasn't fun. Uh, good. Have fun <laughs> editing that. I will not. Because I'm going to forget I did and go, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ears. Uh, rip I'm just picturing uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I'm- yeah. I'm busy alternating between Batman Scarecrow and Wizard of Oz Scarecrow. Both are terrifying. <laughs> Especially just, when Scarecrow has a gun. I'm Thank just picturing you. a very specific Thank you. He's the only one I met long ago. Josh knows the story. He is the smartest Actually, one in there. He brings a revolver to kill the witch. <laughs> you were on that ride, weren't you, Josh? Oh... No, it was you and your dad. I was with Annalise and uh, yeah, you were behind Matt. us. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so these kids just ran away. What you guys doing? Um, inspector. I'm calling the kid a coward. Uh, if you all join me on roll twenty, you're in front of the shadow clock tower. So, um, inspector, you wouldn't happen to know anything about a scarecrow, would you? <laughs> oh, let's... we are not. I was about to say, we are not in front of... Oh, I need to drag your... I am in a room full of corpses. I see great... I was going to say, I can see, like, all of the things. There we go. I see black. I see a white door, but I want to paint it black. (laughs) Oh, I see Marigold. Not to be confused with Miniri. And Janosh (laughs) in the middle of it. Only constantly. Oh, I see moving. Rumbles, that's about it. Why can't Janos see? God damn it. I hate <laughs> all of this. You can look in the Slack channel if you want to see what I see. Oh, I you can also know see Scarecrow see. with a, his six shooter. Alright, I rolled I also see black logo on Scarecrow. That's helpful. Now can you see something? Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I can see. Well, don't we know... Oh, well, the, it was the skin saw man. It wasn't the scarecrow. Yeah, I, I, I think the scarecrow might be something a little bit different. <laughs> also, where's your wolf? Did you bring it? Oh, 100% I brought it, yes. Yeah, I gotta get yeah, my Yeah, people token. definitely noticed the fuck out of us. Yeah, there's no... there's. I mean, my assumption well, is that there's other animals in the city. I thought you were going like, in shifts. Yeah, well, one's not a gleaming white wolf. Are we going no, in no, shifts? No, no, it's not a gleaming white wolf. That? It's... Wolf, it's black with white, like you know, it's but it's emaciated. It doesn't look super healthy at the moment. I mean, she's 
fine, but she's definitely underfed and everything else. But yes, I'm sure that the giant wolf is not uh, something that people are missing. I mean, even if they didn't notice us, I'm sure they heard the belligerent Frenchman yelling at children in the middle of the street. But we are also not all together. So you guys are closer to the children, etc. Gortara and I and oh Rumbles God, are back further. It's a large wolf. Jesus Christ. It is literally meant to be Miniri's <laughs> mouth. It's mechanically large. Not just <laughs> it's, is it really large. that big? Yeah, it's large size. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought you were just being I thought it was medium size. mechanically large. No, you're of the level that it would be a large size wolf. Nope, so you're right. It's a, right. You're right. It's a large animal. We can use that thing. <laughs> As a <laughs> no battering ram. Yeah. Won't even fit through the door. Does anyone have reduced creature? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd like to do a creature. perception check to see if there's anything around other than those kids that ran away. Uh, besides the buildings around that, you know, you are unsure what's going on in those buildings. Nothing really seems to stand out by you. I mean, there's people kind of in and about <laughs> the streets, but it doesn't look like they're like watching you or anything per se. I mean, this still is the daytime. I asked the inspector and, and Gotara if I could climb up and maybe take a look if that oh. would be recommended. No, that, that no. would not be recommended. First question, Nate. I rolled a 22 on the knowledge of the Scarecrow. Anything I've heard about that? Uh, the Scarecrow is like a local rumor about a large lumbering beast that lives in the city and has been seen in the Underbridge before. Okay. So, Is its name Mumble? Unclear. Does it have a doctorate? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Uh, keep an eye out for minutes. I'm going to walk up to the doors. Um, I want to roll a perception. While he is doing that, can I like walk a circuit of the tower and use kind of perception and my stone cutting ability to see if I can spot any easy ways in or possible hidden entrances? Sure, go ahead and move your token around the tower and tell me if you find any hidden entrances. 36, by the way. 36. Walking up to the large stone door to the tower, it's boarded up and locked with a chain. The boards on the outside uh, seem to have been put up there as a deterrent to keep people out, but it's a stone door as well, so I really don't know why the city did that. Hmm. Chain's got a lock on it? Uh, it does. I would like to attempt to pick it. In broad daylight? Well, that's why you guys are keeping a watch. Uh, I watched four people pick him, uh, watch him pick a lock. Did you? Your back <laughs> just got punched twice. That's what I tried to do. <laughs> oh, God, what is that? Uh, Yanos will mention to Gotara that he's a good climber and falling doesn't really hurt him. I imagine falling wouldn't hurt from that height, and she points up to a, like, a ledge about 40 feet up. But from uh, that height, as she goes up to closer to 200, it's going to hurt him a lot more. You'd be surprised, and he kind of kicks his feet, kind of showing off his boots. I, I didn't think I'd be that surprised. Also, you'd be a great deal thinner one way or the other. <laughs> Are you trying to pick the luck? Yeah, 
trying to f I, I have lockpicks. I'm trying to figure out what I add to those. It's already calculated if you have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, then it was uh, 20-something. Uh, let me go back. That's specific. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just going to re-roll because that was actually a high roll, but I lost the thing. I don't have dice. And Rob, for... You're, you you would probably know that there's something with the boots, but they're uh, boots of the cat. So no matter what I take for falling damage, it's a one for <laughs> each set of dice. So if it's 25 Ooh, d6, nice. it's just 25 damage. 13. That's cool. A 13, you said? Yep. <laughs> 13, as the inspector places the picks in the lock and moves around, you can hear him muttering something in Elven, or what he considers Elven. And baguettes. You know exactly. Uh, the lock is not picked. You know, Shabanya. You know, Steve. If nothing else, I will respect your commitment to the bit. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You you are going to the wall with this. <laughs> you broke the lock pick in the lock. It is now harder to pick. Yes. <laughs> it also doesn't help that I use completely the wrong thing. <laughs> I use sleight of hand, which is a plus three compared to my disable vice, which is plus fourteen because I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway, why don't we take a quick walk around? Whatever damage done. Why don't we take a? Did the inspector just try to like magic hand the lock and it didn't work? <laughs> hey, lock, is this so. your quarter? Steve, uh, I'm going to advise. Tug and see if sometimes you can just. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to advise you stop drinking Mucinex and Jet. <laughs> now this is I disagree. This I is, may not be a physician, the but gin. the worst part is this is pretty normal. Um, I don't think it's the Mucinex and Jen. I feel amazing. So, if I could make a recommendation, why don't we all just do a quick circle, circuit of the place and see what we can't find between the three sets of eyes? Well, did you okay. walk around the building, Rob? Not alone. We're about to. <laughs> Sure, uh, move your tokens about the building. Marigold's <laughs> gonna stay in the front. But was it six sides around a four-sided building and still didn't go in the front entrance? <laughs> the hangar door was open the whole time. Yep. So oh, should I be really rolling, tight fit? Should I be rolling perception while we do this? Sure, give me a general perception for everybody as you look around. Marigold's oh. gonna stay in the front and kind of like move away from like the area and just sort of wander kind of aimlessly but just keeping a lookout of if anybody's looking at them with her circus size wolf you have aid rob no you guys would have eventually shown up oh okay there was nothing that happened in your travels across the city um with that aid and with my stone cutting that goes up to 26 35 Currently, you guys don't see anything unusual. Okay. Keep right on going. I'm just going to do it for the side of the building. We're not going to make a 10-foot check. That's going to be stupidly annoying. Can we even get to the back of I got of an the- 18 just to check to see if anybody's checking us out. <laughs> oh, baby. You see some people kind of looking around, but nothing unusual. It's more you guys are being weird, so people are like, what the hell are they doing over there? <laughs> Ooh, nat 20 for this one. So So you're aided again. Cool. That comes up then to 34. 
Okay, I nice. I also got a 34. So with dual 34s, you guys notice that the stone in the back of the building is incredibly well kept, and there is no secret entrance. Mm. Utterly fascinating. <laughs> Why would it be so well kept? I meant well engineered. I just literally misspoke. Mm-hmm. It's not well kept. This is a decrepit building. Yep. Are you sure that's what you meant? It's just a yes. very. It's just a. Are you very... sure it's not enchanted? We're at the other side of the building. I'm sure <laughs> it's not enchanted. The tower is non magical. <laughs> All right, on the last side. I'll, We're going to detect I magic. Thirty five. Uh, thirty five and Rob. Lower than that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, 23 if you're curious. Going with the 35, uh, there is nothing on this side of the building as well. Cool. I understand that picture is a little misleading, but this is mechanically how I was about to say, is. so in other words, all those lovely gaps that were very clearly <laughs> visible in the official illustration. There are, are gaps in the building, but it's actually the ones that are like <laughs> three quarters of the way up. I could attempt to climb it. I mean, Janos will mention again. Okay, well, um... Is there a spot in the back of the building away from prying eyes that you could climb up? What would be, like, the lowest gap that we can see, having now done a circuit of the building with pretty amazing perception checks? Uh, let me get the cardinal direction for you. Probably... On... Hmm. Beef. (laughs) Sorry. Correct. I couldn't Different show. I know, but it's it was. I just listened to it, and it was so good. Chicken. Oi. Hummus. <laughs> so probably on the yep yeah, the south or sorry the northwestern <laughs> corner is probably where the I lowest. am already. Right about here. Uh, hold on, I don't see you because hey, I'm um, looking at something else to make sure that I'm getting the right direction. So, Janish, not that I'm not warming up to this plan, but uh, maybe not trying to climb it in broad daylight? Well, he would check, obviously, to see if anybody was around. And, uh, correct, that is the area. Okay, thanks. Is so there anybody From currently... where you are, yeah. uh, it's probably about 160 to 170 feet up is the... How far can your little uh, stone hole go? Yeah, how? <laughs> Related question. How, how deep is it? Put less obscenely. How far can we get into your stone hole? How thick do the walls look to be? I'm sorry. Uh, it's probably more like 180 feet up. I was wrong. I just okay. read the math. I was going to say how 180 feet are these walls with two C's? You cannot see because you are outside the building. From what you can see at the top, they look a little thinner, but you don't know about the bottom. Okay. Well. Closer to the top. About the top, it looks to be about two feet thick. Hmm. And you figure that a tower is probably going to be thicker at the base than it is at the top. Stop giving me that look, Steve. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (sighs) Why do we do this to ourselves? Is the base flared? Asking for a friend. Yes. Janusz is going to look to see if anyone's looking in his area. Okay, so I can shape 
10 cubic feet plus one cubic foot per level. So I could probably get through. Hmm. Okay. Unless this is like 20 feet thick. But people oh. would notice a big chunk of the wall missing. Hence by constant observation that we should be doing this at night and not right now. But if there is no one currently looking at us, I'm guessing there are in fact several people looking at us right now. <laughs> What's wrong, Debbie? Uh, she's. I'm not paying attention to her. Oh, it's a national tragedy. Debbie. Oh, oh, poor Debbie. Gone. I guess the question is, do we want to try to raid this before we go see the flowers, or do we want to check out the flowers and come back at night? Flowers first. <laughs> I agree. I think the flowers first and possibly getting a little intel from the... Sorry, did you guys hear something inspector. in the wind? Sounds like Gotara is almost near us. What are you talking about? We all ended up at the same place. In the I think you're, there. <laughs> you're, you're still in the back. That, that's all on you. Yeah, I mean... I'm around front. You're, I think, the only one who's off on their own right now, actually. Oh, speaking then, of... Uh, then I'm going to go up if there's no one near me. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, what is your climb check, by the way? It's like a plus 12. Okay, so... Theoretically... Uh, let me check climb, because there's... There are some handholds, but there's not a lot, and they get thinner as you go up. Also, I do have a grappling hook handy if I need to. So if it's a ten foot gap in the bottom, <laughs> if there's a ten foot gap, I can use it with a like a DC five. You're not there, my friend. Jesse, can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. So you get inside. Mm -hmm. Then what? I jump out. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, give me. Give me a climb check for the first ten anyone, feet. I'm checking if there's anyone there first. If there's a remote possibility of someone coming, I'm not going to do it. Towards the back of the building, you don't see anyone. Then I'm going to try. All right. <laughs> Starting off strong here with a 15 total. 15. So uh, do you like Spider-Man jump onto the building? No, just probably a normal jump. Uh, then you do exactly that and you just slide down back. To the <laughs> you do not get a handhold. <laughs> This is a great start. Well, that was a very low roll, so I'm going to try it one more time. Sure. One, one, one. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, it's not a one. Uh, 24 total. 24. 24 is enough to climb 10 feet. I, I'm just waiting to hear the sound of broken shins. <laughs> uh, should I just keep going? More time. Yeah. Do you roll another <laughs> for every 10 feet? <laughs> That's 20 total. 20 is enough to keep climbing right now. Alright, uh... You're up that, 20 feet now. That's a 28. No, 29. Another 10, another 10 feet, you're up 30 feet. Has a crowd begun to form as they've noticed that <laughs> I'm doing this? Has anyone seen you, Nosh? That's an 18. <laughs> 18. Uh, you fail, but you, you did okay enough that you just make no progress. You're still at 30 feet. Natural 20. Oh, God. So you kind of steady yourself after kind of losing a handhold there, and you find another finger hold to grab onto, and you climb up another 10 feet as you keep going. You know, I hope someone's keeping track of this. We don't know what you're doing, remember? No, no, I, I mean, like, my, my D20s. 
Uh, I rolled the wrong uh, dice. I rolled a d12. <laughs> Inspector walks around the corner, sees this, and goes, uh... 17. Uh, everyone? Uh, I think we have a situation here. 17. You again grab for another handhold, and the brick comes out and falls, but you still manage to hold on with your other hand. You make no progress. Um, You're still at 40 Inspector, feet. Inspector, define what a, <laughs> a, define a problem is. Janos is gonna is gonna climb oh. down because is, this is proving too difficult. Oh boy! Oh you, wait, no, he's coming down. Okay. So oh, do I need to roll for he's, that? Uh, he's, he's come you to do, actually. Yes. Wow! Someone has a really big penis, and yeah. someone's uh, near someone's house. If you listen, <laughs> listen closely, you can hear. Must be Natural one, 20. Even two inches long. <laughs> yep. uh, you go down another ten feet. It may, in fact, be an any. Uh, is a twelve? Uh, Eighteen. Okay. <laughs> Eighteen. Uh, that is not enough. You don't feel safe climbing down. You're still at thirty feet. I'm gonna jump and land the rest of the way, and I'm gonna do a sick ass flip on the way down. No, so no. I'm gonna roll acrobatics. Superhero okay. landing. <laughs> Oh, that is uh, crack so his knee. Bad for your knees. It's tw- 28 acrobatics. Uh, 20. Wow. With a sickening crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fixing uh, this. God, I'm going to feel that in the morning. Uh, ow, ow, tender. <laughs> oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it's a fail. <laughs> wow. To do a flip? So I was looking at it and I was like, first I was like, oh, you made it. It says greater than 20 feet. It's DC 20 plus five per five feet. So I was like, oh, okay. And then it says the DCs double if you do not have at least 10 feet of space to get a running start or a way to comfortably fall. <laughs> there is no comfortable way to fall. <laughs> well, the good news is you I always land off? on my feet. So it may not be a flip. It's more of a flail, but I land on my feet. <laughs> And take three points of damage. Yeah, we hear the crunch. And because of my DR, I take no points of damage. Do we hear? Do we hear him shout? Oh, wait, so hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope, I'm wrong here. If you deliberately fall, uh, yeah, you made that check, which allows you to ignore the first ten feet. So you were at thirty feet, and then you ignore the ten feet, so twenty feet, and you still end up prone and take fall damage, which you naturally would take two d six, which would be two points of damage. And I land on my feet because of the boots. No, okay. you fall prone. Yeah. It's oh, literally boots. in the boots. I still, I still think we hear like a crack when you hit the ground. <laughs> you can, All I'm thinking of is like your ankles are broken because you're prone, but like your boots are like upright. You take no damage because of your dr. Exactly. He literally like accordions, like a cartoon character. <laughs> he thinks he pulled it off. He thinks it looks pretty cool, but you can tell it was awkward as hell. But he's still somehow upright. You are the single most daft person I have interacted with re- who isn't the inspector. <laughs> it's good to see you too. He pats no, you on the I'm shoulder. Marigold also, suggests that we continue that. moving on and head back to where we were in small groups. <laughs> so you're going back to the low cleft? <laughs> probably different groups at this point um, yeah, since we're now good. a gaggle of people. Is Janosch walking funny? <laughs> Oddly, no. Marigold will suggest Ow. that she walk Ow. by herself with Neela. I think Janosch is going to walk by himself, too. <laughs> okay, uh, so where are you guys going back to? Low cleft? 
Marigold's going to go back to where we're staying, yes. Yeah, in the Low Cleft District. Okay. Yep. So, uh... In a super roundabout way, by the way, mm -hmm. and just checking to see if there's anybody following her before she goes back. Make a perception check. Okay. Not good. A nine. Okay. So, with your cloak up and looking around in the light rain, you kind of stop every so often and turn to look around. You don't see anyone following you. Perfect. And then I go back to my room. Okay. Uh, you guys doing anything else the rest of the day? Once we get back to the inn, I'd like to double check and make sure I have everything I left with. I think sure. the inspector is talking with, uh, with Rumbles on the way back. So Rumbles, tell me about, uh, spicy peppers and cooking. Huh? What does, uh, what gives it on? Oh, well, you know, you just, you cut it open and the thing is you put it on your tongue and then it just goes a ha. But yeah, yes, but uh, what, which kind do you recommend? Oh, yeah, you got you got to go with either. Well, it depends on what you're doing. If, if you're just trying to make a little salsa, you go the jalapeno because that's just got a little bit of burn. But if you're really trying to just fuck with somebody, you got to go the ghost pepper because then it's just like, it just kind of sneaks up on them. And then it's just like either one, if they're trying to be a tough person, uh, like a couple people that I knew back home, um, they might just be like, oh yeah, this is totally fine. But then a day later, or whenever the next time they go to the bathroom is, it says, oh my god, the ring of fire. The ring of fire, you said. Go on. <laughs> I think the conversation continues like that. At some point, he's taking out his notebook, taking notes. <laughs> uh, Yano should just, would just Fantastic. explain for people that came back to the bar that uh, it was fairly hard to climb, and I'm a pretty skilled climber, so when we go back at night, at least we'll know that. Yeah, I'm beginning to think that unless our friend has any insider information that maybe Gotara should make a, a hole or a, a a clearing for us in the back. I mean, I could always try knocking really good. Yeah, I, I don't suggest, Rumbles, that we knock too hard, my friend. Also, I appreciate it's it. Stone. stone is not exactly the most... Uh, Reverberative uh, material. All right, so two votes for the whole for me making a hole in the tower. Any other ideas? Uh, Yanosh is good with that plan. <laughs> after no, I, after I am totally for this. your hole. Are you sure you don't want to try swan diving off the side of it again? I, I think we really got somewhere with that. I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> <laughs> I got Karen with the hole. <laughs> I can't. It's been such a long day. <laughs> oh, man. oh, we're mature. So what are you guys doing now? Waiting until five o'clock. Don't we have to check okay. on those flowers? Flower. Sure. So we can go look at the flowers. <laughs> so skipping ahead to five o'clock, you guys, you know, do your subtle checks outside Mrs. Williams' house. <laughs> And you notice white lilies are there. Mm. Those are the... Is that good, good or bad? No, the roses are the stay away. The uh, lilies are the come and talk, right? Yes. I have yeah, okay. my notes. So, Inspector, do you want to handle this alone, or would you rather we come with you? Going back to the underbridge. I think you should... Uh... 
I think Gota and Marigold should come with me. We can uh, see what this is about, and we will meet back up at the inn afterwards. And we'll go from there. Okay. Actually, should we be at a Rumbles and I be at a midway point? That way, someone yeah, can I was gonna say yeah. close, but maybe not there. You know, maybe yeah. like in commotion range, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you scream, we'll hear it. Exactly. We can do that. I like it. So you know that this means that he wanted you to meet at the place called the Friendly Merchant Tavern. It's a quaint, rundown but functional tavern. The inspector knows that this is a hotbed for con artists, thieves, thugs, and other deviants. And the reason he probably picked it is because it's the last place anyone would expect to find an inspector, let alone two of them. And it's probably the last place they'd want to be. Okay. Inspector, ask him about the scarecrow. Yeah. All right. Are you going down there? I'm just saying this is the place, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll go down there. I think we can all go down and we can kind of split up into uh, groups, you know, come in and it's like, oh, uh, you know, Rumbles and, uh, you know, she can sit at the bar. We can find the booth, you know. Okay, so you're sitting outside. Do you want to go inside? So yes, if I can make a recommendation, maybe we should go in like one at a time, like spread out over the course of like 45 minutes ish. I was going to say Janos and I can. uh, God, I am Janos. Rumbles and I can go in together, but I was going to say like five minutes after you guys or something like that. I don't think. 45 is really necessary, but... The the inspector still technically has... I haven't said I've gotten rid of my disguise, so I can still be in my disguise and just uh, go in. I feel like the inspector should be the last one to walk in. Well, if I'm disguised, he's not going to recognize me. Right, that's why I was thinking, like, you stay outside disguised, and then when you're ready, you can drop... You can, like, slip somewhere, drop the disguise, and then walk in. I was thinking I could go in, scout the place out, and if it's, you know, Hmm. shit's going down come back out. Hmm. You know, be like, run! What are you guys doing? I'm kind of leaning towards Rob's plan just because we could set up. If if things look normal, but shit goes down later and we're not in there already. But again, I'm disguised magically, so people won't notice me. So I go in, it's just some random schmuck. You guys go in, you're recognized kind of thing. Okay. He's got a point. Yeah. I'm fine with this. Betraying us. Rumbles and no. I will go in like seven minutes after you. Yeah. I'd like to point out that Marigold would have left Neela at the Good call. room. <laughs> Actually, yeah. uh, Steve, that mask only lets you change to someone's appearance for one hour. Now we're changing the plans. Oh, so. Okay. Oh, the hat. Sorry. I'm looking at the mask. God damn it. When that clock moves from 3 o'clock to 3.07, we'll go in. Clock's broken. So, assuming assuming the hat isn't already spent, the inspector goes in, he takes a peek around, assuming he does not walk out of there within seven minutes, the next group of people goes in. Uh, It's ten minutes per level, so if you had used it before, it would have been spent already. Alright, fine. So in that case... Can you use it in increments, though? Because we weren't investigating the clock tower for that. No, he said he was wearing it for the whole trip there. Yeah. Uh, never mind. It's gone. So, one of us 
would at least, well, maybe two of us just in case, go in just to be safe. Assuming yes, they don't come out, like, the last one in. assuming they don't come out running out screaming, or there isn't a fight within the next seven minutes, the next two come in, and then finally the inspector comes in. Marigold volunteers to go first. Oh, I'll go with you. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Besides, that way the two beefy ones are with the inspector up until the last minute. Walking in, you can see that this small tavern. The whole room's about 30 feet wide by 40 feet long. Mm-hmm. Three round tables, each with four stools around them in the center of the room, and a couple of small booths along the western wall. The northern part of the building has a small fireplace that fire looks to be smoldering. A small 10-foot-long bar in the southeastern corner along the eastern wall. Behind the bar is a tall elven male with jet black hair pulled up into a tight ponytail and a small goatee, who's currently pouring drinks for two human men sitting at the bar. He looks up at Gotara and Marigold as you enter and just nods at you. Looking around the room, you can see that there's two other human men sitting at a bar arguing over something that you currently can't overhear. And then there's a group of three people, two men and one dwarf, sitting at one of the tables in the center of the room playing cards and laughing away as they spill their drinks. In one of the booths in the back, you can see a human male that is Hal Williams. Perception check. I want to see if I notice anything odd about any of the non-bartender people are in here, like anything that might tell that this is a guard. Sure. Oh, not too shabby. Um, 23. Uh, they look pretty fairly normal, like bar patrons. None of mm-hmm. them look to be like guards off duty or anything, that, as far as you can tell. How full is Hal's drink? Uh, looks like he's taking a couple sips out of it. All right, Marigold's going to go up to the bar and uh, order a drink for her and Gotara. And the bartender looks and he says, what are you having, lass? And Marigold's going to look back at Gotara. Whiskey? Aye. <laughs> Whiskey. Sure, two. Fifty silver, please. And do. Okay, and he walks down to the end of the bar, picks up two small glasses and pours two small whiskeys and just kind of stares at you for a second. Looking at anything particular? Seeing something you like there, lad. Uh, not a lot of women come in here. Not that it's a bad thing, but, uh, it's a little surprising, and let alone two women who order whiskey. Well, I didn't much care. I don't think I'm going to much care for the warm moose urine you probably call beer around here, so let's stick with the whiskey and leave it at that, eh? I think we happen to have a fine selection of ales here, but, you know. Oh, do you? You'll be the judge for yourself. Do you now? Okay, lad, tell you what. That was 50 silver I put down here. Send the whiskey, thrill me. What, what do you got here? Fine, for the discerning palate. And he goes over and he pours out of a cask and brings it back to you. It says, try this. And you get a nice, sweet at first tasting beer. And then immediately going to a, ta- a tart flavor. Not bad, but tart. It's very uh, raspberry flavor. And he says, that's our Reef Claw Raspberry Lambic. <laughs> As the DM flexes on your muscles. 
do you happen to have an unfiltered New England IPA? <laughs> I have a double New England IPA back here, actually. Ah, it's a bit hazy. Dungeons and Dragons brought to you by Beer Snobs. <laughs> well, you're called, and it is a lambic, so we're talking like 2% alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, you call this I mother. Soda. I, so you, I see you're good with mother's milk here, but how about something a wee bit more uh, medicinal? What do you have in mind? Well, we started off with whiskey. Got anything of the brewed variety that's maybe a wee bit closer to that? Let me check. And so something barreled age, perhaps. Aye. <laughs> what was that motor oil that we had that you gave us, Steve? That was like fifteen years old. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that was uh, a Thomas Hardy. Oh yeah. Thomas Hardy. That's yeah. Once for my my late father, aged since nineteen eighty eight. That has the viscosity and color of used motor oil. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was good. Do not mistake me, but oh, that is not the that is not the consistency of beer, sir. <laughs> no. No it is not. But god damn is that good shit. In another but year yeah, that'll that kick been, your ass. In another year that would have been gelatin. Can Gotara and it's been uh, another year. Marigold make me a perception check? Sure. sure can. <laughs> Boy can she. Dude, I inherited like 50 of those things. <laughs> Hal is trying not to stare at you. He recognizes you and he's just like, what, what, you can see the look on his face is like, where's the inspector? <laughs> but he's not saying anything. He doesn't want to uh, uh, be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> but I would assume at this point, we've been talking for what, like five or six minutes. Yeah. Somebody else should be popping in the door at some point. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I think uh, the next wave. Maybe the inspector comes in with uh, rumbles or uh, you know. Sh- By the way, do we have the attention? You of You said else? you were coming in last. See, this is what That's happens. <laughs> this is what happens to this group right I now. Think- we put out a plan and we have a good fucking plan, and <laughs> everything great, is great. fine. And then rumbles everybody gets on plan. the bridge at the same bridge. So, so in his defense, he probably shouldn't come in last because what if he gets taken? He it's about fight. this time the bartender That's comes fair. back and says, how about this, miss? And he pops the cork on this bottle and pours out a beer that, as you described, pours out like a thick sludge motor oil and says, this was given to me by a dear friend of mine. This will run you about three gold for the bottle but I think it's right up your alley. She'll kind of sniff it real quick. What, how does it smell? Uh, it smells roasted and malt. Slams down three gold. God, I don't want that. <laughs> and she will take a swig like a professional. <laughs> oh, you have to chew this beer. Oh, it is smoky. It is roasted. It is malt. There's a hint, a hint of chocolate and vanilla to it, but... You get a slight, slight burn of alcohol right off the the gate, and then it quickly tapers off. Oh, now that, that's the stuff. Anyone else's mouth watering oh. at that description? Yeah. Marigold, you, you gotta try this. Now, th- this is the good stuff right here. All right, so all jokes aside, does everybody come in at this point, or are we, what are we um, doing? I would say Rumbles and the inspector can come in, and Janos will be the last to go in. All righty. Okay. And the bartender kind of looks at the new patrons to be like, be with you in a moment. 
How about that, miss? Oh, now that, by the way, she, she's playing it up a little bit because she kind of wants eyes, any other potential eyes on her and on Marigold just in case. So, oh, now that, that right there, so I misjudged you. Now this, this is the good shit right here. Why didn't you lead off with that? Because I don't break that out for just anyone. Oh, you should, lad. That That is amazing right there. Where did you get this? Another love oh. interest for Gotara. <laughs> Oh, this was given to me by a friend of mine. He lost a bet. Well, that let's just say he lost that bet handedly. <laughs> and uh, he said he got it from Craghammer. Yeah, that that makes a bit. That makes good sense. And like, just to keep this going for a bit, she's gonna like stiff it and like pop out the name of like some dwarven brewmaster she has heard of in Craghammer, or like anyone in particular she might have heard of. The inspector oh, has no idea, <laughs> and he's just gonna like do a quick wave to the bartender, you know, and they're in the middle of this. Looks like he's just annoyed with her. <laughs> uh, yeah. How can I help you, sir? Clears his throat. <clears> Two <throat> <To> ales. <laughs> <clears throat> sure, and he kind of gives you generic ale number one. So much for keeping hands, eyes uh, off the inspector. Hands one, two rumbles. And then, uh, Here's your blue moon. They'll start wandering over, and uh, I think you'll just kind of nonchalantly, like, oh, got business over here, I'll wander over to Hell Williams, while Guitar continues to talk the ear off. So Hal kind of looks at the inspector as he sits down, and is just like, you call this inconspicuous? <laughs> you roll into this tiny bar five deep? Fine, fine, sit, sit. Sit down. Yeah, they are making a scene. I. It <laughs> is whatever. I've had a long day. Okay. No. No names. How are you guys doing? We are doing fine. Uh, I've decoded the. Uh, decoded the. You know the 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 book. Um, there is a patron to. The justice had a patron. Uh, we believe they've been holed up in the clock tower under the uh, bridge. We'd like to go take a Hold look. Hold on. Hold on. Before you get any further, I've known you a long time, and I have to ask. This is all real, right? Like, I've taken your word about stuff before, and I've believed you about this journal and the corruption with Ironbriar. But before I stick my neck out, I need to know that this is real, because I know your life is on the line, but... Mine could be two here. I'm... I am many things, but, uh... Abrasive? Uh... A funny accent? <laughs> Not socially uh, competent, but... I've never been a liar. Yeah, I... I knew that was the case, but I had to be sure. Listen, there's something definitely weird going on here. The evidence that you gave the justice, he turned it in. But it all points to you. It claims that you were sent to Sandpoint to investigate murders there, and you went into that mansion, and when you came back, you were a changed person. Did something happen there? It says that you went mad, so irate over the owners of the mansion that you came back to the city here and went to their townhouse. That's where you murdered the butler, the maid, and two gardeners. 
First of all, they were faceless stalkers. They were already dead. They were what? Faceless stalkers. I, uh... Fortunately, I got swept up in events and I thought the lead was going. I really should have kept the bodies, but uh, chances are he... He posed the bodies, but they were not human. Uh, the owners, the the man and the woman, they were actually at the mansion in Sandpoint. They were already killed and they were replaced here in, uh, in Magma, so... It is... It is an issue. Um, but yes, a lot of evidence. I, I appreciate that you are taking a lot of this on, on faith, um, but... Honestly, I, I've got a lot to prove, and if I was, if I were guilty, let's be honest, I would have run long ago. I, I mean, I get it. Assuming that this corruption is real, and that this journal is real, and that everything you're telling is the truth, he must have falsified it. But there are a number of witnesses that heard you and him have an argument before any of these bodies were found. His notes claim that you were becoming unhinged and a loose cannon when you went to see him, and he had to give you a very strict verbal warning, or that you would be in irons. And the other problem is this other accusation we have. And just then the bartender comes over to like drop off uh, another drink to Hal, and he kind of lingers for an extra second, then leaves. And Hal kind of looks at him a second, and looks back and kind of says... Uh, th three days ago, a rock was thrown through the window of the hammer and stone. Now, this is not normally something that would garnish my attention, but the note said, We know what you did. You will pay for your crimes. Go run to your justice for protection. Our brother's death will be avenged. So, I, I don't know if this is connected or not, but your friends were staying there, weren't they? Who were they talking about? Who was killed? Hammer and stone know what you did. Well, did I tell you of the Silver Heel that traveled with a uh, portion of the group prior to my arrival? No. You remember the, uh, the, the eldest boy? The, uh, the incompetent one. He never really amounted to much. Right. Yeah, I mean, I heard of him. I never met him. Yes, it turns out he went to Sandpoint, um, and he was there, and he was part of the, the group that fought off goblins, and he was originally investigating uh, the, the mansion. So, you know what you did, you will pay. I don't know about you, but this sounds like a vendetta, and honestly, I've been worried about this, that... Uh, the civil heroes may be uh, seeking some revenge. I mean, not many of the original group are here that were part of that, but there are some, and he, uh, he died during a haunting. I mean, is that how they're involved in this? I mean, I know that the Justice had suspicions about them of crimes, but all of this... I, I mean, I have to ask, you, you didn't kill that boy too, did you? No, no, he died about, about the day before I arrived. You know, I, I arrived, uh, the party came back, and I was talking with uh, their local sheriff, and it's like, oh, hey, we got the dead silver here, and I'm just like, oh, shit. 
uh, okay, so I I don't know what's going on with them, but I'd watch your back, Clue. I don't know what's going on here, but did you find anything from that journal? Yes, as I was saying, it it appears that, uh, it appears that the, the justice, he was already corrupt, but, uh, from the looks of things, someone else made a move on the, you know, uh, what's the name of the, uh, group again? The, the Seven, the Skin um, Skull. No, Skin, the... The Brotherhood of Seven? The Brotherhood of Seven, yeah, that. So the Skinsaw cult is like a bigger cult that exists in other cities. The Brotherhood of the Seven is like this chapter. Yeah. Looks like uh, someone made a move on the Brotherhood of Seven. And uh, I think the justice was dominated or charmed or some sort of magical influence. That is what uh, me and Gota sensed. And he became infatuated with this new leader, which took things in a new direction, which is why suddenly he got very sloppy. Does it so. say anything about this leader? Like, is there any leads? Yes. The name is, uh, what was the name? Something with a Y? Yanisha. 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 Uh, Marigold was saying that, uh, one of the prior, one of the prior people as part of this group, uh, Yanisha is a name that has shown up again uh, before at Ten Points during their whole mess. So clearly the happenings in Ten Points and the happenings here with the Justice, they are they are linked with this Yanisha. She is... We know she's spent at least some time in the clock tower under the bridge. I would like to go take a look. Probably soon to see what's going on there. Okay, you, you're gonna go check that out. Yes, I'm. I'm hoping Yanisha will have something connecting her to the justice to prove that he was corrupt. Okay, listen, I'm gonna go back to the station and see what I can find about about the Brotherhood or the Skinsaw. See if anything lines up with what the justice has done in the past. Maybe he moved things around. Maybe he covered for them. Let's see what I can uncover about this to help get some more evidence that's just not that journal. But. We still don't have enough evidence that isn't circumstantial to point to him, because that journal's in your hands. You hold on to it, though. But why don't you go check out that shadow clock? It was once used by a barracks. It makes sense that a creepy cult would hold up there. (laughs) Creepy cult? uh, Some sort of overlord? Yeah, no, it uh, definitely needs to be checked out. Uh, Again, thank you for your faith in us. Uh, I mean... It means a lot, you know, despite everything, you are... There's a lot of corruption here, but you are a good... You're a good cop. It means Thank a lot. Thank you, Clue. I, I know we haven't always get, gotten along, but... Listen, be careful out there, and don't trust anybody. No, and if I may have a word of advice for you... Do not mix cold medicine and gin. It really kind of fucks you up a bit. I'm totally feeling it. Why would anyone mix that? Well, say they had some sort of podcast or something and they were not feeling particularly well. But then the whole kind of gimmick is let's talk about your drinks and you're not feeling well and you pour a little heavy. 
It's just a thing. Shit happens. I recommend against it. So it's an elven thing. I bet shit will No tolerance. A dwarf can handle this no problem, but uh, an elf like myself. It's tough. Just gets stranger and stranger, Clue. What the hell? I get that a lot. And that's where we're going to call it for tonight, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I need a sleep. God damn it, Steve. <laughs> Please tell me you're not the only one in the house right now. Nope. <laughs> okay, good. Just in case. <laughs> and to steal a line from my lovely wife, keep the dice rolling and the drinks flowing. We'll see you next time. Uh, call poison control. Hi, Nate here, but you may know me as the Benevolent GM. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. We would love for you to like, star, rate, or review on whatever streaming service you are using. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. Your help can bring new members who are still lost in the forest. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. This has been our presentation and interpretation of Paizo's Rise of the Rune Lords Adventure Path and background music by Sirenscape. Join us next time.